BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey, ladies. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm so excited that you are here with me Every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm so excited for today's episode where we're going to be diving into purity culture and being a sacred woman and the differences between the two and why they're being so often misconstrued and conflated as one in the media and in people's minds. And I know that it can get kind of confusing. So we're going to kind of deconstruct that narrative that purity culture is the same thing as the more modern ideas of celibacy or being a sacred woman or you know really being intentional about who you're sharing your sexual energy with and the difference that that's not purity culture at all and I actually was doing an interview the other day with a magazine that's going to come out and she was really focusing on and she was kind of confused and shocked when I told her that I'm very sex positive and I advocate for sex positivity 24 7 especially within celibacy i advocate a lot for masturbation during celibacy for really exploring and connecting with your womb and your yoni and i feel like this is the actual sex positivity the other brand of sex positivity that's kind of being pushed right now ends up leaving a lot of people feeling hurt and unsafe and re-traumatized and I don't think that's actually sex positivity but I am very sex positive so we're going to talk about purity culture celibacy being a sacred woman and we're going to get into it but before we do that go watch my YouTube video and I'm going to keep plugging my YouTube video in all of my podcasts because YouTube is my next platform I want to really dedicate my time to. So I've, you know, dedicated a lot of time to TikTok and I now have over 370,000 followers. Really a wonderful platform that I've created on there. And I'm so happy about my TikTok, my podcast right here. My ladies, we have the podcast that's in the top 10 all the time in the world and we're in the top 100 consistently and my podcast is super successful. I have hundreds of thousands of listeners and every month we're now getting around 80,000 downloads and that's wild and crazy. So I'm so grateful for that. My Instagram is set. So I really want to kind of just take over YouTube because I really feel it's more intentional. And lately, if you've noticed, I haven't been posting on TikTok as much because it's felt less intentional. Like it's just this quick video. And for me, it really gets my Gemini self nurtured in that side because it's really quick. I'm just sharing my different ideas and that's how I've created a platform on there. But at the same time, 
it's very quick. It's very, you know, just, it's just, it feels very impersonal. It feels very quick. It feels very fast. It feels very clickbaity. And I really like my Instagram a lot because it feels really curated and just really special and really intentional. And I really like to do that with my YouTube. So that's where we're headed. We're headed to YouTube. So subscribe to my YouTube. It's going to be the first link in my description right here. And yeah, so just go watch my YouTube video before we even go into this episode, which is a November video diary. And I'm going to do video diaries every month. And my video diaries are so cute. It's just me living a soft feminine cute little life and with my partner and you can guys kind of get a sneak peek into my relationship and yeah just kind of really cute so go check out that video and without further ado let's get into this episode so let's talk about what purity culture is so purity culture is rooted in shame it's rooted in control and ownership over a woman and a woman's body and a woman in her essence in total right it's rooted in this complete objectification and sexualization of the woman and really it's just rooted in control of the woman shaming of the woman right so purity culture is rooted in the idea that you are less valuable if you have sex or if you are, you know, engaging in any sort of intimacy and therefore you need to preserve your value because you are less valuable if you have sex, you need to preserve your value and, you know, go and save yourself until marriage and then self-abandon with your husband 24-7. <laughs> so that's kind of what purity culture is rooted in. It's this disgust at female sexuality, this discomfort with female sexuality this real fear of female sexuality and the power of the womb and the connection of the womb and there's a complete disconnection in purity culture from a woman and her womb a woman and her sexuality a woman and her yoni and so throughout the patriarchy that has been one of the hallmarks of the patriarchy is getting women disconnected from their wombs, their power, their yonis, their connection. Because when women are genuinely connected to their sexuality in a non-distorted way, so it's not this distorted, oh, I'm hypersexual because I'm trying to avoid my feelings and I'm re-traumatizing myself, not that. But when women are actually connected to their sexuality and they actually know themselves deeply, and they've connected to their womb intuitively, energetically, emotionally. They are so powerful and they are able to say no to men. They are able to say, no, I'm not interested in doing that. No, this is what I want to do. No, I'm not interested in you. Don't come near me. But when women are disconnected from their wombs, they're much more easily exploited because when women are not connected to themselves right to our wombs to ourselves to our sexuality and we're only being we're only connecting to the patriarchal sexuality which is innately distorted we're only connecting to you know people pleasing and having sex with men in a way that is inauthentic and performative and that is the patriarchy's desire for women is for us to engage in sexuality whether that's only with your husband within purity culture or whether that's with a bunch of men before you're married the goal is to get women engaging in sexuality in a performative and disconnected way so that it feeds the wounded and broken male's ego and allows a man who is unworthy and 
patriarchal and harmful to still have access to a woman's sexuality. And that is the goal of, you know, patriarchy, right? And so purity culture, or one goal of the patriarchy, let's say, and purity culture fits in that mold, right? It says you are a woman, therefore you are dirty. Your sexuality is wrong. Your sexuality is not to be explored. Disconnect from your womb. You know, these types of things are for men. You are less valuable if you have sex. And that's what purity culture says. Now, reclaiming your status as a sacred woman is the opposite of that. And it's very confusing for me when people conflate them or when people are even confused about, you know, is celibacy purity culture? And I totally, well, I guess in the celibacy that's being taught in this more modern lens, at least the celibacy that I teach and the uh, way of interacting with men that I teach. And I do understand that it's hard to wrap our minds around. But the celibacy that I teach and the reclamation of your womanhood that I teach and that I see all of my mutuals teaching is that you as a woman deserve to be so fulfilled in your sexuality. You deserve to feel safe in your heart's core. Not just you know a safe word and if you want something to stop, it will stop. No, you deserve to feel safe, whatever that looks like for you, and to know what that looks like. And for me, what I need to feel safe sexually is I need to be committed to, I need to be loved and adored and respected, and I also need to know that all of me is welcome in that sexual exchange. And so for me, I really feel that this knowing of who you are as a sacred woman and reclaiming your status as a sacred woman, which you always are, is really rooted in the liberation of the feminine. And so it's in the rooted in the liberation of your sexuality as well, because it's my opinion that purity culture and also the over-sexualization of women are rooted in the same, the same thread. They're on the same thread, right? They're, they're, they're both trying to control and contort women and both of those sides purity culture and oversexualization are not actually respecting the inherent woman at that core on both ends they're disrespecting the woman and so knowing and reclaiming yourself as a sacred woman is saying i'm no longer going to partake in purity culture or in the over-sexualization of myself, I'm no longer going to have sex where I feel like I'm people-pleasing, where I feel like I'm self-abandoning, where I feel like I'm not being authentic, where I feel that I'm not being respected. And your reclamation of yourself as a sacred woman is rooted in your innate worth. I know my worth. Therefore, I'm not going to engage with a man sexually that doesn't deeply make me feel emotionally protected and safe because therefore my yoni, my womb, my vagina cannot actually relax. I respect myself and I reclaim myself as a sacred woman because I know that I am innately worthy and deserving and my sexuality is sacred. And when I say my sexuality is sacred, I do not mean that it is sacred in the way that it has been taught in purity culture. Purity culture says your sexuality is something to be given to a male and you are less worthy if you give it to a male who is not your husband. 
Knowing yourself as a sacred woman says, I know that my sexuality is beautiful and sacred and only those who are the most worthy and deserving should be able to interact with me in general, whether that's sexually, emotionally, physically, whatever it is, friendships, relationships, even family. Only those who deeply respect me and make me feel safe deserve to be around me or to have access to me, my energy, my body. And this is actually the opposite of what the patriarchy and what purity culture and what our over-sexualized society wants. They want women malleable. They want women small. They want women contained. They want women controlled. But a woman who says, I know my worth, you, sir, you patriarchal loser, you don't deserve me. Don't touch me. Don't even get within a five-foot radius of me get away from me now that is a woman that is not easily controlled by the patriarchy and that's what they don't want and so knowing and reclaiming yourself as a sacred woman and knowing that your sexuality is sacred is the opposite of engaging in this way of controlling a woman whether that's over sexualizing her and hooking up with her and using her body to get off or controlling her in purity culture And I'd like to really drive this home with the kind of just the understanding of something I was thinking about with a daughter that I would have. And I was thinking about my own life experiences as a young girl. And I was thinking about how I was never taught that my sexuality was and that me, not just my sexuality, it's about the entire woman. Everything about me is sacred and worthy and only those who deeply are worthy of me should be around me. I was never taught that. What I was taught was that I am a woman, therefore I should not be sexual. And innately, a woman is going to rebel against that. She's going to rebel and she's going to say, no, I'm allowed to be sexual, because that's the natural way of engaging, right? So if purity culture says to me, you don't deserve to be sexual because you're a woman, you are dirty if you are sexual, I'm gonna say, fuck that, I can be sexual. But what purity culture doesn't say because they don't want to, because they don't believe it, and what the actual nourishment looks like is telling little me or telling my daughter, Let's say my daughter's name is Anna or something, my best friend's name. Anna, you are worthy and sacred and deserving of respect and love and nourishment and only the best treatment. You deserve blank, 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 and blank, and blank. And the daughter knows that because she's been treated that way by her parents and her parents have treated her with respect and sovereignty her entire life. And then when she gets of age, her mom or whatever has this conversation with her and she says, you deserve everything. And there's a lot of men out there who are going to try to touch you. They're going to try to engage with you. They're going to try to date you. They're going to try to take you on a date. They're going to try to have sex with you. And these men, some of them might be worthy of you. And you need to use your discernment to figure out who is deserving of me. I am a goddess. I am in the seat of the chooser. I am a queen. And as a queen, I'm not going to settle for a peasant. I am not going to put a peasant on a 
pedestal and say that this peasant is someone that I need to gain validation from, which is what most girls in society are doing. They're putting these patriarchal peasant men on pedestals and saying, oh my gosh, you know, please choose me. Please pick me. I'm going to have sex with you to try to connect with you. I'm going to have sex with you to try to be chosen. I'm going to have sex with you to try to keep you, right? All of that is backwards. That's the result of the purity culture and of the over-sexualization, aka all of it is the controlling of the woman and the deep disrespect of the woman. And so being a sacred woman and teaching your daughters and the women around you that they are sacred women takes them out of the paradigm of the patriarchy. It takes them out of the paradigm of purity culture and of over-sexualization. It takes them out of that paradigm and it says, you don't deserve to be controlled in general. You deserve to be connected to yourself. You deserve nourishment, respect, love, really good treatment from a partner. You deserve to be connected to your sexuality. You deserve to be connected to your womb. What you don't deserve is acting as if your sexuality is a performance to gain male validation. What you don't deserve is eroticizing your wounds sexually and consistently re-traumatizing your nervous system. What you don't deserve is having sex with a guy who doesn't respect you and who you do not respect and a guy that is going to treat you like shit, who's going to put you down, who's going to come to you with the energy of using you. You can never be used as a woman. It's not possible for someone to use you. You cannot, you cannot actually be used. But what you can experience is the energy of someone else coming to you with the intent of using you and taking you and disrespecting you. And somebody who comes to sex with the idea that they are taking something away from you, with the idea that they have power over you, that you have lost and they have won. You can engage with someone who believes in those dynamics and that is inherently disrespectful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. To you, you do not deserve to engage with a man who views sex with you as anything other than an honor. And that's what reclaiming yourself as a sacred woman looks like. It has nothing to do with purity culture. It's taking you completely out of the paradigm of purity culture. It is extremely sex positive. It says you deserve to be sexual, to be revered, to be honored, to be cherished. Your sexuality deserves to be authentic. You deserve to have authentic, real, raw, true sexuality. Your sexuality is sacred. You are sacred. You are a sacred woman. Innately, you are a sacred human being and you do not deserve breadcrumbs and you do not deserve to be treated and touched by hands that do not deserve you, by hands that are disrespectful, by hands that do not understand your inherent worth, by hands that are attempting to demolish you, you don't deserve that. You deserve sexuality that makes you feel safe and loved. And that sexuality that allows you to open up and deepen into your eroticism. Most of our sexuality that we're engaging with as women is not actually doing that. What it's doing is saying, oh, you know, I am going to 
be erotic because I'm trying to avoid my emotions. I'm going to be erotic because I'm trying to avoid abandonment. I'm going to be erotic because I'm re-traumatizing myself and you know getting turned on by this eroticized wounds. I'm going to be erotic because I'm trying to gain validation from my husband. None of it is your actual reclaimed eroticism. In our culture right now, we do not actually encourage women to have genuine eroticism because nobody wants that. Well, actually, some people do, but the patriarchy does not. Therefore, the culture in total does not. The patriarchy does not want you to actually be connected to your eroticism. And the over-sexualization and the, you know, the sex-positive culture, I am sex-positive, but that culture that has been born, they missed the mark just by a smidge. They tried and they had a natural response, right? Like the pendulum just swang. Okay, we're being controlled and told that we can't have sex. Now let's have sex all the time and let's have sex with whoever and let's, you know, do that kind of thing. And let's make everything a free for all. That's not empowering. And women are seeing that now, but then they don't know where to go because they're like, well, I don't want to go back to purity culture and I don't want to do that. What do I do? And so... The truth is that there's a separate route that's off the beaten path of all of that drama and bullshit. And the over-sexualization, the hookup culture, the, you know, have sex with whoever, whatever, that type of energy is just a missed mark. It's an attempt and it's just a little bit off, right? Because what they were trying to say was, hey, women, you and your sexuality are not dirty or wrong and you deserve to have sex and be an erotic human being. Right. And they were correct on that. But where they missed the mark was they just missed the execution. Because why? Because women in our society aren't empowered. So you have women who are not empowered trying to empower themselves. And of course, they miss the mark a little bit. That's OK. There's nothing wrong with that. But they did miss the mark. Right. And so with the hookup culture and the over sexualization and the self abandonment through sex, It was just an attempt at liberating sexuality, but unfortunately, it was just swinging to another side of the pendulum of oppressing oppressing our sexuality as women. And so we need to step off that pendulum. We need to get off that ride and we need to go create our own understanding of what it means to be a sexual woman. And yes, to be an empowered sexual woman means that you keep yourself safe not just with a safe word, but you keep your nervous system and your heart safe, which means that you do not engage with anybody sexually who does not make you feel safe. Be honest with yourself. When you have had sex, most of the time, it didn't feel nourishing to your heart and your soul and your spirit. A lot of hookups are you just trying to avoid your feelings. A lot of hookups are you just trying to gain validation from this man. A lot of times when women have sex, even when it's with their husband, they're people pleasing. They're self-abandoning. They're just trying to do what he wants. They're trying to make him choose them. You can still be a pick me with your husband. Right. You can still be trying to be chosen desperately, even if you have a husband. And I feel like people kind of hyper focus on the hookup culture, which is why I try to bring it into this dynamic is happening no matter if it's in hookup culture, whether it's with your husband, whether it's with your boyfriend. It's the subtle dynamic of coming to sex as something to self-abandon with, to gain validation through, to people please with. It's a tool to gain male validation. 
or at, at the very least to just avoid ourselves and our emotions. I don't want to feel rejected. Okay, I'm going to go have sex. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. Okay, I'm going to have sex with him. I don't want to feel abandoned. Okay, I'm going to have sex with him. It's just us trying to avoid our feelings. There's nothing wrong with that. And another thing about being a sacred woman and reclaiming your status as a sacred woman, you don't have to do anything to be a sacred woman. You are. You just have to remember that. And another thing with it is that there's no shame about your past sexual experiences or your current sexual experiences. There's no shame here, which is, again, different than purity culture. This really has nothing to do with purity culture. But, you know, I feel and, and find myself having to explain this. And I understand why, because it's new and it's different and people don't understand and they want to be liberated and they don't want to be oppressed with purity culture and they don't want to be oppressed with over-sexualization and hyper-sexualization and sex without protecting our heart and our safe body, like protecting ourselves in our safety. They don't want that. They want genuine sexuality, but they don't know where to turn. And so Rest assured that what I'm teaching, what I see my fellow, you know, my mutuals, the other women coaches that I see, it is not the shaming of the feminine. It is not the shaming of the woman. It is the deep reverence and respect of the woman, which looks different than what we're seeing in society. And so your sexuality is not ever something to be ashamed of. You self-pleasuring, you masturbating is never something to be ashamed of. Your past sexual experiences where you were possibly treated like shit are not something to be ashamed of. You did not lose your worth or your value. You do not and cannot lose your value based on the amount of men or people that you have had sex with. It's not possible. What reclaiming your status as a sacred woman looks like is saying... I love myself. I am a sacred individual. All aspects of me are sacred, including my sexuality. And therefore, who has access to me physically, sexually, emotionally, dating me? They have to meet some fucking standards. They have to be worthy of me. Because nobody's going to just have access to me without being deserving and worthy. So I reclaim myself as a sacred woman and remember who I am and I put myself back into the position of the chooser, of the queen. And I'm no longer begging for breadcrumbs. I'm no longer letting you have access to my body because I'm trying to gain your validation. Hell no, I'm done with that. While at the same time, I don't judge myself for ever doing that. I was doing the best that I could while living in the patriarchy and being fucking confused on how to interact with my sexuality. Your sexuality is massive. It's a big part of you. And it becomes confusing, right? Like, how do I interact with this? What do I do? Everywhere that I look, I'm being oppressed. Everywhere that I look, I'm being controlled. What do I do with this? People are shaming me. Society is shaming me. It's hard. But you have never and could never lose your value based on who you have had sex with or who you will have sex with or who you are having sex with. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, it would have been so powerful as a child if I was told. And of course, I couldn't have been told that because 
the women around me didn't know that about themselves. So how could they have taught me something that they don't even understand about themselves? But it would have been so powerful as a child to have been told, Victoria, you are a sacred woman. Your sexuality is sacred. You are so deserving of safe and fulfilling and erotic and nurturing sexuality that feels like a full body yes. You deserve that sexuality. And therefore, you need to be intentional about who you share your sexuality with. And to have been told that it's not that I shouldn't have sex because I'm wrong for having sex. It's that I should have sex, but I should only have sex with someone who is worthy of me. Whether that means waiting until I'm 22 or whether that means, you know, having sex when I'm 16 or 15 or 14 or 13, whatever it is, have sex only when it's a full body yes, because you are so deserving. And to have been told that masturbation is sacred and I should masturbate, I should connect with my sexuality in a sacred way. But to be, have been guided, like, don't watch porn. Don't do this and that because that's going to distort your sexuality. Connect with your sexuality. Really connect with your womb. Breathe into it. And this is what we were have, this is what we've been robbed of in the patriarchy is women, our women, our mothers, our grandmothers, our community of women initiating us into sacred womanhood. This is what we have been robbed of is the women around us knowing their worth. And then passing that down to their children and initiating them into the sacred womanhood. But what happened is that patriarchy robbed us of that. And so now, as women, we have to initiate ourselves. And we have to use other women or allow other women to initiate us as adults. Like, you know, so many women, you know, tell me and what they're innately telling me is you've initiated me into my sacred womanhood. And that's what we're having to do now. We're having to try and figure it out and stumble around in the dark and figure out what is my sexuality? Like, how, how do I get initiated into sacred womanhood? I've only been initiated into disempowered sexuality. So many of us have experiences in high school of just the most disrespectful sexuality. We've only experienced that. And so have our mothers and our grandmothers. They've only experienced whether they only they waited till marriage or whether they were out in the streets, <laughs> whatever it is, they were only experiencing disrespectful sexuality with disrespectful men and they were disconnected from their sexuality. And so we did not have women initiating us because they had no one to initiate them. And this is what we've lost. And it sucks. But what we can do is initiate ourselves and then initiate our daughters and the women around us. And that's how we heal from the patriarchy. That's how we heal from this trauma. We have to initiate ourselves and our sisters and our daughters and our friends. But most of all, we have to initiate ourselves because from that space, everything happens. You have to initiate yourself into sacred womanhood. You have to allow other women to initiate you into sacred womanhood. It's essential for our survival and our well-being as women. We have been pillaged. 
And we deserve to remember our roots and remember who we are. All this that I'm saying is not new, it's ancient. This is not a new idea. This is the way that it has been. This is what was stolen from us. So this isn't a new modern idea. This is us returning to the roots before patriarchy. And so no, this reclamation of you as a sacred woman has nothing to do with purity culture. It is the opposite of it and it has nothing to do with the patriarchy. It's your liberation from both of those things. And with that, (laughs) I will end this podcast. And I hope this was informative on the differences between purity culture and what I'm speaking about, about initiating yourself into empowered and embodied and sacred womanhood, into celibacy if necessary, celibacy in a non-purity culture way. I'm not celibate anymore, right? I went celibate as a way to reclaim myself and reclaim my sexuality and cleanse myself of my old life, not my old sexuality. I mean my old, I had to shed, cleanse, shed, leave behind my old life where I was coming to life as begging for validation and begging for commitment and begging for relationships and begging for love, I had to remember that I was that already. And so I use celibacy as a period in which I could connect to myself and remember who I was and get my boundaries up and get my standards up and get my self-worth up, connect with myself, become a sovereign individual and find fulfillment in myself. And so, yeah, so celibacy Purity culture has nothing to do with the celibacy that I'm teaching. It's the opposite of it. I do not like purity culture. It's patriarchal. It's gross. It's horrific. It's harmful. It's violent. It's objectifying. It's sexualizing. It's gross. I feel the same way about the over-sexualization of women in our society. Both are the same. They come from the same thread. They're the same thing. They look different right? Ones don't have sex. The other ones have sex, but they're the same exact thing. They're rooted in the disrespect of women, the non-revering of women, the control of women, both of them the same. So this is very different. And I hope that was clear um, in this podcast. And and yeah, so (laughs) you guys know when I get in my little intense energy, I can really channel such an intense and powerful and dark feminine energy that just comes out. And again, dark feminine has nothing to do with manipulating men or coercing men into getting what you want. Dark feminine is that powerful energy within you that speaks the truth, that erotic energy within you that goes up your spine and speaks and expresses in an authentic and genuine way. Nothing to do with people pleasing or putting men on a pedestal and attempting to gain their validation through that. No. So, so yeah, so I will talk to you guys soon. I have my podcast every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and I will talk to you guys soon. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. If you are on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review. Leave me a review, please, on my Apple Podcast, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.